Hello, and welcome to Training Wheels, the podcast in which I talk to my high school friends about their first year in college and explore life without training wheels. Today, I am talking to Brooks Connolly. Say hello, Brooks. Thanks for having me. This is great. Hello. Hi. Um, I'm Brooks Connolly. I'm going to be a sophomore at the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville. What's your major? Poli-sci, political science, with a minor in English. And what's a fun fact about yourself? I have an very average penis. <laughs> That's not what I expected in class. I would. Oh, uh, no, that's my favorite icebreaker. Because it always makes people laugh. Do you say that in class? No, but I've always wanted to. I think you should sometime. Okay, it's, it's not even my joke. Which I feel bad about because I'm totally stealing it from someone. Uh, who? It's one of my Pledge Brothers. Oh, okay. Also, no. also in the studio, aka my bedroom, is uh, Brooks's girlfriend, Bailey. So you might hear some yeah. extra chatting in the background. Ba- Bailey also goes to Fayetteville uh, with me. So we're a power couple. Yeah, so let's, let's are, get into it. Are you actually? I like That's one of the things I want to know about is like what was like your dynamic like in college? You, okay. guys, you guys dated in high school. Yeah, so Bailey and I dated for about two a little bit more than two years by the time we graduated high school and then we both kind of separately decided to go to Arkansas which I think okay I think that was the first thing we did right is because when 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 people turn down other schools or other like scholarships and shit uh for their relationship so they can go to the same school it's always a disaster it's always a fucking blunder and so Bailey and I applied other places Mm -hmm. I was really banking uh, going to Austin honestly yeah and I got capped Mm. But at the time when I was applying, I was like, I want to go to Austin. Mm-hmm. I was like, my sister went to Fayetteville. You know, it's you know, it's like the, it's Allen two point type shit. It's yeah. like it's just like I don't want to do that. I want to go to Austin. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get in. And then I kind of had a sobering moment. Mm-hmm. And I think Bailey had a similar experience with some other schools. And so we both ended up there. And I think being in such close proximity to each other, just on the same campus, and we lived maybe, you know less than a hundred feet from each other like our two dorm buildings were connected in the same like courtyard okay and so we were very close to each other we had a lot of time to spend with each other and we kind of just kind of kept doing the same things we always did at home Mm -hmm. and I think keeping that kind of sense of home and relationship also helped yeah made it easier to be in a new place right yeah and so we like I really like don't spend more time with anybody in my life than her yeah not even like my family yeah and or my friends and so I think after a while it's 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 less about like oh our relationship in college it's just like just being together yeah because when because when I because when like I look back at our, our relationship especially with the past year of being in college it's just like I you know I don't even care where we are or, like, whether we're at home or at college or not doing anything. Or... Yeah. Don't be too sassy. So, <laughs> Shut you, up. You don't, you don't feel like you had a transition to, like, oh, how do we, like, go out on dates in this new place? Like, it was no. just, like, more of the same. No, okay. I, re- relationships are they're fragile yeah. and not, like, very committed. Um, you face pressures from other people. Right. In the sense, like, when you go to college with someone and your relationship isn't the best... And you start seeing other people just, like, in your life, like, in class or on campus or in your dorm or shit like that. Mm-hmm. You're going to face 
at some point the idea of being with somebody else if your relationship is not you know truly committed and right. truly like strong mm-hmm. and I don't think Bailey and I ever had to worry about that because we had dated for so long yeah you know, two years two years doesn't sound like a lot like I guess in retrospect. It is for high school. The thing is, it's it's a, it's a lot for high school, and, and those two years were, like, not even, like, we spent every day together mm-hmm. for the good, for the better part of two years. We rarely never dated each other. Like, you know, we went through a break, but that was it. Right. And so I feel like once we got to college, our relationship was already so strong, we didn't even need to worry about other people coming into it mm-hmm. and impacting it. We We made it. We made it. I think I think I think we're in the minority of people who survive their first year at yeah, college. Yeah, probably. I know a lot of people who don't fucking make it. In it was relationship. better than high school. It was like it was less dramatic than high school. We fought less than in high school. We did fight less a lot. Why do you think that is? Because I think, uh, like. I mean, we need each other. Yeah, we really need each other. Like we like we needed each other. We were both like homesick and just like. Bailey and I went through our respective depressive episodes at different times during the year. Uh-huh. Bailey kind of had a manic episode like in the fall. Yeah. And then I had like sure. a I had like a slow death spiral in the spring. And so we both kind of leaned on each other a lot throughout the year for different yeah. for different reasons. And so it just time kind of just flew by. And by the time we knew it, we'd finished our first year and we were just like, oh, we're just like still together. Like nothing, you know, no part of our relationship's been been negative negatively impacted. So like Let's just, let's just keep going. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, otherwise, how did you engage in, like, the social life, like, in Fayetteville and, like, yeah. find other friends? Okay, so Bailey, well, both of us, both of us rushed uh, for Greek life. In the fall, in right? In the fall, right. Yeah. Um, Bailey made it in to a, to a really, really good sorority, and I... Did not make it in the fall, but I re-rushed in the spring, and then I joined a fraternity in the spring. And so through that, mostly, is where most of our social connections kind of came from. Because mm-hmm. once Bailey was in her sorority, she was making friends, and she had a big sister and all that stuff. And she right. And her big sister was, like, really, really tight with the fraternity I'm in now. And so... Was that just a coincidence? It was kind of a coincidence, uh, because... It was just, like, her favorite, like, her big's favorite house mm-hmm. was the house I ended up, like, pledging in, in February. Right. You so, went to a lot of parties at a lot of different houses. And, yeah. like, you got into Siget parties. Whatever. You got into Siget parties because of Gobby, but I feel like it's where you, like, fit in the best in the yeah. end anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so once I joined in February, um, my social group, obviously, has expanded mm-hmm. tremendously. And so... Most of our social kind of stride was during the spring, ironically, mm-hmm. when I was like having a meltdown. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I think you're the only person that I'm talking to, who, like, in for this podcast that is in is, Greek life. Yeah, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna make a point of that because to ask because I, I know that I know the people you're like talking to for this, like. I know, like, our friends and, like, who yeah. we're going to talk to. I think there are a lot of, like, misconceptions about it. Like, of course. Did, did you go in and, like, were you surprised by anything about, okay. like, the culture? So, or... the one thing I was surprised most, kind of, with my fraternity specifically, was that it was way more inclusive than I think people realize. Okay. But the thing is, 
at the same college at Arkansas, you know, there are houses where there's not a single black member. Or there's, like, one or two black members. Right. Right. Because Arkansas still has um, black fraternities and sororities, which kind of came out of the civil rights movement in the 60s, and mm-hmm. they wanted equal representation at universities. Um, and they fell in popularity for a long time, probably from, like, the 80s and the 90s, and then they kind of came back. Frats as a whole, or, like, Frats as a whole, that are, like, and especially, 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 like, black fraternities. Okay. Black fraternities, sororities specifically. Kind of just, like, I don't know. I think, I think the social aura of... Greek life was just like in a really bad light yeah. for a couple of decades, mm-hmm. um, but they made a comeback, and so like that's that's kind of that's still prevalent at Arkansas, mm-hmm. like the the separation, and it's weird like when I like when I can look at a house, and be like there are at least like two hundred members in there, and not a single one of them is is a person of color mm-hmm. at all, it's insane. Uh, my my roommate, who I he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. He just ended up joining a fraternity. I don't think's the nicest. Oh, kind yeah. of made a bad choice. Kind of, well, kind of forced him into it because mm. because of Rush. Kind of the only choice he got. Yeah, mm. I think it was that or like a joke house. You know, like bottom tier, like worst fraternity on campus. Mm-hmm. So we kind of kind of had to go that way. Um, and so it's almost like. Once I was entrenched in the culture, I was, I was, you know, I really, like, I made it. Like, I did it. Like, I, like, I pledged a fraternity. I'm going to, like, frat parties. I'm, like, part of a group. It's secular. It's all weird. And you're learning about all, like, the weird histories and mannerisms that your chapter specifically has. It's, yeah. Like, you're, you're taught, like, which houses to shit on and which ones, like, you're okay with, you know, and, like, all these rules. And it, it, it's so overwhelming. And I don't think people... I think people look at it as, like, white guys drinking too much, like, cheap vodka. And mm-hmm. they're probably going to try, try to assault me. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say that it doesn't exist, because it does. Because, again, I'm not going to name names, but, like, there's there are houses at all campuses, including Arkansas, yeah. that you're just like, oh, God, don't you don't go there alone. Yeah. Because it's like, mm you know uh but the fraternity i joined was very like progressive as far as greek life goes like they had the most they had the most racially diverse well i'll talk i'll get to that so uh we had the most racially diverse uh like chapter on Uh campus we had the most active like um lgg lg I can't say it. We had the most gay representation of any house on campus either. That's cool. Right. And uh, we were very charity focused when it came, when it came to like philanthropy. Because mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of philanthropy is mostly just like saying you give to St. Jude. And then like you might, but it's like not a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> and so our philanthropy was like very kind of diverse and spread out. And there were a lot of places you could go with philanthropy if you wanted to get into that and so I kind of was just kind of like well, obviously this is this this is the easy choice mm-hmm. this this house is doing this house is being like a fraternity house of today yeah like like of, of being being in 2018 having lived 
through the shit of like the past probably decade. Right. It's just like you gotta you gotta be you gotta be woke. Yeah. And you gotta and you gotta you basically it's, it's what frat culture should be. Right. Think. Right. It, 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 well, and it's not even like we don't have probably Republicans or like right. or like country people. Mm-hmm. You know, like country guys. That, you know, country folk. Good old, <laughs> good old southern boys. <laughs> if you have they, they, they like to get they like to go to the Kentucky Derby <laughs> with, with with their with their papa get a mint, get a mint julep. Uh-huh. Bet bet their inheritance money on wild lightning. <laughs> might, it, might win, might lose, or probably cool. lose. No, 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 no. You know, we there's a lot of different fucking people. You know, in, in every house, and there are cliques, and it's you know, it's all like that. Um, I'm trying to think, like, like when you say misconception, like, like give me, like, give me one, like, give me an example, like, like, like a myth or a legend you think of. I don't know. I mean, I guess you like kind of covered just like the basic ones of like they're all like very like entitled people, like paying for friends and throwing parties. Okay, again, all of all of these have like a grain of a grain of truth to them right there's there, there's a there's a little bit of it kind of everywhere like and it, it mostly goes house to house some houses just have a have reputations that precede them mm-hmm. and when you get caught up in kind of like you know you're in your house and you're very secular and especially as a freshman like you're like your first year in greek life it's all very like kind of chest like like popping you know, what yeah. I mean? it, you know, or puffing, like you're puffing your chest. You know, kind of when you walk by other guys and like yeah. there are other, like, because on Mondays, Mondays is the worst because Mondays for dress code was like business professional with our pledge ties, and so every house has a different tie, either color or design or something like that for their pledges, mm-hmm. and so you can kind of identify a pledge and what house they're in just by like looking at like like what tie they're wearing mm-hmm. and so on Mondays during the spring semester I would I would ha- usually walk in like a pack of like four or five of my pledge brothers and we'd pass other groups of spring pledges and it would just be like weird I feel like I feel like John Wayne with an eye patch just kind of like staring him down <laughs> and, be like, and, be, and be like you're move bucko and like I feel like a fight could break out at any second yeah that was weird that's interesting that was really weird but my sister wasn't Greek life when she went there too she was um she was in this sorority for four years and mm-hmm. so she also got a similar kind of Greek life experience and she said that after after freshman year it kind of trails off you stop really kind of caring what house people are in as mm-hmm. long as they're like just good people right you know like, you don't care sometimes it still kind of comes into play because of really like bad reputations and shit like that like you really have to like overcome it mm-hmm. and have like a reason why you're in a certain house if it's like not a good one yeah sometimes there's some of that but um the self-entitledness happens it's a thing sure depends on the fr- depends on the fr- really it really depends on the fraud i'm not gonna, i'm not gonna say anything because i don't <laughs> want this coming back to me at all but there, there's... Sign- that also exists, like, outside of frats, too. It's just more noticeable, like... Yeah. yeah. In concentrated communities. I, like, like, I, uh... But I think they're on... In a few frats on the University of Arkansas campus, I feel like the, like, rich entitlement thing is part of the frats' image, and so it's almost, like, encouraged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. What, so what Welcome. inspired you to, like, 
become part of Greek life in the first place. So, my sister being in it was a big influence because I kind of always grew up hearing about it. Uh-huh. And she had a lot of friends in it. And when I got older, kind of later in high school, I would, like, hang out with her and her college friends. And then I'll be in Greek life and I'd go to, like, Greek life events and shit. Mm-hmm. And when it came time for me to rush, it was just kind of like I knew I was going to. Mm-hmm. What house I was going to get into kind of was up in the air a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just kind of knew. if I, I knew if I was going to Arkansas, I was going to rush. Is it kind of like the key to being social there? Is it a okay, big part at, at Arkansas, the at Arkansas probably specifically. It's not, it's not the only college like that, but it's not. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not normal for the majority of students to be in Greek life. I think it's like 57% of the population. That's stu- kind of big. 57%, that's more than half. Yeah. Of all people that go to Arkansas are in some kind of Greek life. And so, yeah, I mean, like, it's very, it's very big. Mm-hmm. Like, my my chapter is like 238 guys. Oh, wow. So it's like, no, it's like a lot of people. And we're one chapter, we're just, you know, we're just one house. And there's 14 houses. Mm-hmm. At Arkansas, fourteen fraternities, not even counting sororities. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a lot of houses and a lot of people and a lot of like letters and bragging rights and parties and like you know calendars and events and shit going on like all the time. It's mm-hmm. just like constant. And yeah, it, it, it's weird to get swept up in it, coming kind of from like the place I lived in and like. The, people I was around you mean like compared to Alan compared to Alan it, it's and you were, you it's were way more like it's 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 almost like violent it's almost like being violently pushed Stop. into like a new Stop. life in a you good way so in it. a we good way were. in high school we had a very different opinion both of us did yeah because I never ever in a billion fucking years would ever have thought Bailey would Join a sorority. Yeah. A join a sorority and B being like a being like a really good one. Mm-hmm. Like top house contender. She really is. And it's like, that, that's real. That's not a joke. And so I'm just like I'm just like well Bailey kind of really embraced it, because I was unsure if I was gonna rush again in the spring. I just felt like such a good idiot and mm-hmm. just like oh that, being you know being told like we don't want you in our group, fourteen times. Yeah, it's that's just, like, rough. It's just like hard. And so I was like, I don't even know if I want to fucking rush again. But seeing how far kind of Bailey went to embrace it and make an effort, mm-hmm. you know, in her Greek life, I was like, well, you know, I can't, I can't let her have all the fun. <laughs> yeah. And so I knew. So I, so I knew. Um, and I wanted to. I, I did. I had a, I was connected pretty well to the fraternity I'm in now. Mm-hmm. And I kind of knew a lot of people. And I was like, I already know I like these people. Yeah. So it made rush a, it made rush in the spring a lot easier because I knew what the fuck was going on and I already kind of had connections to rely on when I when I got to the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Are you living at your frat house like next? No, year? no, 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 no. Fuck that. Who? <laughs> anybody who lives in a fucking frat house does not give a shit about their life. Yeah. Nobody with a girlfriend lives in a frat. house. Nobody with a girlfriend lives in a frat house. That's truth because i wouldn't have anywhere to like go or hang out no like, you'd we wouldn't be have anywhere to be together you'd just be swarmed by dicks <laughs> so what's your living situation so year? i'm living in an apartment complex uh with three of my pledge brothers so it'll be four of us uh-huh um so uh it's like a two-story apartment it's like 1700 square feet 
It's nice. It, it it's called Beachwood. It's like it's a whole complex and it has like ton it has a ton of like almost duplexes mm-hmm. which are divided up kind of like to two story apartments. Mm-hmm. Um and there's just like a bunch of them and like a lot of Greek life people live over there. A lot of people from different houses and that kind of shit. It's always mm-hmm. just like kinda always popping. Because um, originally I was gonna live by myself in an apartment complex on campus. Um, which was a lot more expensive, but I was by myself, which was nice. Right. Um, and then I joined, you know, then I did Pledge Ship, mm-hmm. uh, starting in February, and I got to know, every, you know, there's 11 guys in my Pledge class, so we all got really close. And the three of them, well, two of them mostly, two of them already put down a lease, and then they asked me and then and then another guy, and we said yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think it's the way to go. At least until at least until maybe junior year. I think I don't think it's a problem to live with people. No, that's very common. Living in the dorm, I think, is also a lot different than living like in an apartment with someone. Oh, living, yeah. living in the dorm is a lot harder because you're because you're four feet from them at any point. Was that like harder or easier than you expected? Okay, so I only had one roommate. Okay. Which I feel like would be easier. Right. And it like I think it was compared to how I heard people with like other roommates talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a bathroom in the in in the unit, it wasn't community, so that was nice. Um, and he was a good guy, and it worked out pretty well pretty much the whole time. He had an insufferable girlfriend, and they broke up recently. And oh, she was the fucking worst. She was <laughs> so fucking terrible. What like was she in there a lot or something? Okay, so like she she was there a lot. Okay. Um, if you took like a spirit Halloween skeleton prop and then laid over like pale-ish fondant (laughs) that they use for like cakes and shit yeah it's kind of what you're dealing with how was her presence in your dorm okay okay so she was there a lot because she would be there with my roommate right and they were very like temperamental it was like they'd be fine and they'd goofing and laughing and it'd be like annoying in its own way. And then like one of them would say something just like vaguely joking. My roommate uh, would be like to my roommate's girlfriend, like, like, I hate you, like 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 you're the worst. Or like, you know, like joking. Yeah, like, yeah. And she'd be like, Oh, okay, fine then. And then like angrily go like and like get her keys and like and like stomp out and like go like walk in the hall and I'd be like you gonna go get her and he'd be like nah (laughs) (laughs) he'd be be like she'll calm down like just I was like well she doesn't come back he's like I don't care so like oh my god but then when they were like when they were together and everything was okay they were just like they were so like lovey-dovey and like PDA and like gross and weird and like "Uh, uh, uh, huh they he was also kind of bad. I say kind of bad. I mean, like, anything where you have to text your roommate and be like, I need the room is, right. is like, hard and it's bad. Yeah, that, yeah that's always true. I will say, though, I think, he, I think he did it more often than me. And he was more resistant when I asked him. That's not cool. That's not cool. So you changed your major. I did, yeah. Talk a little bit about that. Okay, so I was... Uh, business economics for my first year and anything about business that I've learned is that it's horrible (laughs) and that it's really the worst like 
It's really the worst thing you can do in college. So why'd you go into it? Because, okay, so I'm trying to go to law school. Mm-hmm. And to go to law school, you need... Well, you can have any degree to take an LSAT and get in. It's just like when you get to law school and you kind of decide what law you want to do, you need a background in it. And so I thought I would do business law, Mm -hmm. maybe specifically like intellectual property law Mm. and do like contracts and patents and that kind of shit. And that's businessy. Right. You got to have a background. And so I did economics because it was different than like finance or marketing or Economics at, least, economics at least had something, <clears throat> like, extra about it. Like, theoretical, yeah. theoretical economics and, like, showing trends and, like, how to read kind of, like, stock, you know, graphs and that kind of shit. Yeah. It was interesting to me. And I was like, okay, well, at least I'll do that. And I spent a year in it, and I said, I can't do this. Business sucks. The classes... You know, you know, the, you know like, the joke character in like high school shit where they're like we're gonna learn this or like you know like like the person you can think of when somebody yeah. says like we're gonna ever use this yeah in our, in our lives and they're like algebra 2 yeah like a sophomore yeah and like, shut up I didn't I've never really felt that until I took business courses in college mm-hmm. I took data analysis the spring of my semester which is basically like horrible stats yeah and stats is already kind of a meaningless course Explain. Explain. Yeah, why? Okay. I've never taken a stat class, High school... Okay, well, shit. I never took stat in high school either. But from what I know about stats and from what I know about high school statistics, like, courses Mm -hmm. and what they consist of, they're not hard or challenging. Right. It's mostly, like, Microsoft Excel and knowing how to look at a bar graph. That's, like, stats mostly. High school stats, at least. Uh, data analysis was, like, way more, like, in-depth and, like, way more, like, hypothetical. Okay. And so you had to have, like, a lot of, like, TI-83 TI shit was going on a lot. Mm. You know, like, lots of lots of shit I never learned before. I never knew what TI-83 could do. Yeah. You know, weird, you know, stuff like that. Those are some funky little machines. Yeah, they have a lot of fucking knowledge and power. And I'm like, oh, I don't... Okay, but at the same time, I'm like, I will never use this. Uh-huh. I will never need to know how the central limit theorem relates to statistical probability of an unknown event. Like, bleh, gobbledygook. Yeah. It's word of the day. That, that was good use of the word. Thanks. Uh-huh. It's all gobbledygook. It's all bullshit. It's like, it's like, it's like, ah, gray matter in my fucking brain. I just mm-hmm. get, it's just like, I hated it. And it made me depressed. And it made me think, like, why the fuck am I at college, like, doing this to myself mm-hmm. if I hate it? And so I started thinking about, like, what I actually kind of am passionate about. I'm passionate about government, politics, mm. law, and money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. And so uh, political science majors usually come out of law school pretty set. Yeah. And I know I want to do something at least related to to some kind of law. Right. You know, whether it's business law or government law or, you know, local government, that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Grassroots, I don't know. Whatever happens. But, like, yeah. And so I changed it. And changing a major is, like, really easy. Yeah, it is. And it's weird. I thought it would be, like, a monumental, like, you send a form, you gotta send it by mail, you gotta mail you one back. It takes, like, months. Mm-hmm. I changed my major in, like, a day. Yeah. It took me about two weeks to kind of, like, get to it, you know? Like, like talk to advisors 
right. get my parents to co-sign on it verbally and kind of know for sure that I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. But once I was, like, ready to do it, uh, I called the advisor at the Arts and Science College, and it took us, like, 30 minutes. So are you in a different college now? Yeah. I'm, com- I'm completely away from the business school. Like, I'm totally... My stuff transferred over for what it could. That's good. I'm still, like, I'm still a sophomore on credits. Mm-hmm. I'm still ahead, honestly. I'm only taking 12 hours this semester. Nice. So, like, I get... I'm ahead. Fuck business. And then you are adding an English minor? Yes, I have an English minor. I was... I started an English minor in, in the spring. Um, and I'm gonna keep that, obviously, as I keep going. Why did you add that? Well, it started as something to break up monotony of business courses right and just have something to kind of look forward to in the day and or like we're fat depressed i was fat depressed and i miss writing and i just wanted to yeah type something on my keyboard and have it make sense i feel that because i do notes and shit for business courses and like accounting and i would type up notes and i'd just be like i don't fucking know what any of this means this is this is meaningless this is nothing yeah i miss just like writing i took a i took a communications course in the fall called like media citizenship and literacy oh that sounds fun it it was a fuck ton of fun it was like it was like you watched it's like you watched the same kind of commercials for like seven from like seven okay so like i'll give you an example so one time we had to watch like seven different uh like car commercials from like seven different brands okay and you had to kind of identify like what each brand stood for how they convey that to the audience in the commercial and like how that kind of relates to like society's general beliefs about automobiles and who drives what and what that kind of says about how we judge people Mm -hmm. so you go like really deep like really fast and that was that was a one semester course and i was and i wrote i wrote i always okay like one thing i found funny in like a writing course in college was like they said that there's there's a uh, a maximum you said they said your paper, you know, paper can be no longer than five pages. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I think a lot of people probably look at them. They're like, oh, it's fucking score. I can write like a three-page paper and be like, ow. Yeah. But then when like when I wrote, it was like I would get to like seven pages. I'd be like, how the fuck am I gonna cut two pages of content? Yeah. I'd literally have like ten point five like point font uh-huh. on. It was so hard to read. And then like one point seven five spacing. Oh yeah, like I wasn't two. I wasn't even double spacing. I yeah. was like I was just bowing. I would just I would just find the least amount of words I could cut just where it barely fit. Yeah. Um and so I missed like that process and mm-hmm. the feeling I got, like, of writing. Did that surprise you that you like missed that? Or did you always know that that was? I like, always knew. That I always liked? knew I enjoyed writing because I made a. I I took two AP English exams in high school and I made a five on both of them. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I knew. I was like, I know. I was like, I know I like writing. On my on my SAT, uh, for the optional essay, I got a fifteen out of fifteen. So I was like, I know I'm gonna write. Yeah. Right for you know for something, and that's kind of how I got started thinking about law. Mm-hmm. Law is mostly just like reading and writing. Yeah. So why the fuck do I need to know how to crunch numbers if I'm gonna have an accountant do that already? That's you, a good point. You know what I mean? Yeah. If somebody's already going to school for that, and I'm not going to school to crunch numbers, I'm going to school so I can learn how to read and write law. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck do I need to know about business? Mm-hmm. And you know about how government works, and you know about people work, and you know, and you know that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm I feel a lot better, and I like. 
I never would have thought I would be changing my major and shit. I always thought I was like dead set on business and like I was just gonna mm-hmm. do like just I was just gonna do it and changing changing majors is for people you know who are undeclared when they go in and like or it's like a midlife crisis almost type thing mm-hmm. and I never thought I'd do it but it's really like it's really common it's really good it's it's really like empowering and it mm-hmm. kind of makes me feel like I have control over my life again that's good yeah so is that what most of like your second semester like crisis was centered around yeah it was just like it was like I never felt motivated enough to go to class and then mm-hmm. I also was facing a lot of uh, pressure as far as like spending my time mm-hmm. because I it basically broke up in, into like time I had for myself time I had for the fraternity and then time I had for Bailey mm-hmm. and so one of those always suffered like on any given day mm-hmm. um, whether it's like I had zero time by myself to just like breathe and just like be like alone mm-hmm. or I never saw Bailey you know it was a bad day for us or I wasn't my fraternity stuff and I was mis- you know I was missing out on things or or I was gonna get in trouble for my pledge trainers for not showing up to something right so do you feel like you figured out like a balance for your time eventually now? yeah I mean by the end of the semester maybe late April mm-hmm. but the semester's already almost over at that point and mm-hmm. so it almost didn't matter because and then I was also just like not doing very well like some of my classes as mm-hmm. far as business goes and I was going to class I was trying and I was like reaching out and like to other people in the class and they'd be like I have no fucking idea what's going on either and it's just like it's horrible mm-hmm. it's terrible um and then I actually took a summer course for about four weeks this summer mm-hmm. uh I took I was taking a survey of calc and it's horrible were you taking that when you still thought you were doing business yeah so I left I left the semester thinking about changing my major but like not not seriously considering it but I was like but like it was a thought I'd had at that point right and my advisors told me when I was taking classes for the fall as a business major Mm -hmm. to take a summer course just to get something out of the way Mm -hmm. I was like okay well that's fine so I got talked into taking survey of calc over the summer at home Mm -hmm. online you know and it was terrible it was the worst decision I've ever made in my entire life that that class literally like turned me from like day one like thinking I'm gonna do business I'm I'm gonna pass the class I'm gonna stay in business four weeks later I'm completely changing my major and like resetting my college course yeah it really did it was really the last it was the straw that broke broke the the camel's camel's back back. you know good stuff good stuff (laughs) well so you like figured out how to balance your time like kind of at the end of the semester but do you feel like you're like prepared to kind of have like a smoother year this next year yes okay now that's a that's a common thing i've heard from older people um either in college or just like adults is like your sophomore year of college is usually like your best because yes because um you don't you're not old enough to where you're doing like internships or like looking beyond college you're still you're still in like college college Mm -hmm. um and you have probably a group of friends at this point you're not living in the dorm anymore. Mm-hmm. You're, you're more you're more on your own. You're more independent, and you're more, especially for Greek life people. You know, you're a member at that point. You know, whether you're a fall or spring, uh, every month by sophomore year is initiated, mm-hmm. and so you're not doing pledge uh, anymore. And so it's it's just like a lot of good kind of, it's it's a lot of freshman year sh- shedding off 
like the horribleness you go through the the parts the horrible parts of freshman year are kind of shedding off as you go into sophomore year but, yeah. but you don't have to worry about like the big monumental responsibilities of like later college years yeah. where you have to like set up careers or or graduate school Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not studying for the LSAT yet. Yeah, you're finally comfortable enough to enjoy your right. place. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. What were, like, the hard parts of freshman year, if you were to, like, summarize? Oof, man. Okay, something something I found hard, but I don't think a lot of people will relate, is, like, having having nobody there to tell you not to do something or to do something. Yeah. Just to kind of tell you what to do. You're in charge of yourself now. It sounds good on paper. Right. But without that kind of structure from, like, a household, like a family household, uh-huh. I, like, kind of, like, I became, like, weirder. And, like, my sleep schedule, like, completely got fucked. And, mm-hmm. like, I was eating less. And I was just, like, I was doing, like, less things that I would normally do at home. Like, I'd sleep less, I'd eat less, I'd, I'd like, I'd uh, play video games less, I would just, like, I would just, I don't, like, I don't even know what the fuck I'd do with my time. Yeah. Time would just go by. Uh-huh. And I'd be like, I'm not fucking doing anything. I'm just, like, sitting. Mm-hmm. And so, parts of, parts of those really, really bad in, like, spring semester, where I would just be, like, a shithead for a day and not go to class. Mm-hmm. And then be, like, no one's going to fucking reprimand me for this. Mm-hmm. I can keep doing this. And it's almost like the ability to, like, self... It's not self-harm, because that's bad. Yeah. But, like, so, yeah, self-destruct. The, 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 the opportunity and the ability to self-destruct. Do you feel like you, like, didn't have, like, the room to do that in high school? Yeah, because I was... I, I had... You know, I had a group of, a solid group of friends. I had mm-hmm. a house I had to report to, mm-hmm. you know, as a, as, as a child to my parents. Mm-hmm. I had to report to them. They were authority figures. I only, we only stayed around Allen or Dallas. Yeah. You know, um, I knew who we hung out with. I knew what we were doing most days. It, it, it was secure. It was, it was like a rhythm. Mm-hmm. It, it was just, it was just comfortable. Um, and then you go to college and all that kind of gets thrown out the window. You don't have to report to anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're around completely different environments with completely different people. Yeah. You know, it's going to be awkward. You're going to bumble and, and fumble and tumble a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You're going to fuck up. Like, like, like not, not, not knowing where to go to for class. Yeah. Or like m- missing class or just like missing out on events because you don't know or you're just like I'm too tired or just shit like that and like having no consequences like immediately yeah not to say you don't have consequences later but like nobody like reprimanding you like right there yeah yeah like like if like if I came home blackout any time during high school I would get like I would get grounded and yelled at and like sure I would like you know my parents would like you know reprimand me Mm -hmm. but if I come home blackout during college on like a Tuesday night and like I have like I have like an 8.30 on Wednesday yeah. morning I'm the only one that reprimands but I'm like blackout oh Bailey keeps me in line a lot but I'm saying in general like as college is college no one's gonna like get on to you yeah you can you can just like do that and so I feel like the it's like the ability 
to do so much more kind of overwhelms and you almost end up doing less Mm -hmm. do you feel like you've moved past that already yeah no I feel like I feel like now that I have like a better a sounder friend group and at college yes and and an understanding of the campus and the Fayetteville you know the city of Fayetteville surrounding it Mm -hmm. and where things are and you know what's cool what's not that kind of stuff it's uh it's a lot easier to yeah. kind of like find stuff to do and and make time go by in a meaningful way instead of just like passing. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of freshman year was just kind of me sitting around, waiting time to go to class or waiting for someone to tell me to do something. Mm-hmm. And when nobody did, I just didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's I think it's a lot harder than people realize to kind of self motivate. Yeah. Because because. Even in high school, like, your teachers would know you and would mm-hmm. know if you were, like, being irregular with, like, your work or not showing up to class, you yeah. know, that kind of stuff. It's a lot more anonymous in college. Yeah, because you're you're in classes three, four, ten times the size. You go to a lecture hall of 80 people, your professor's not going to fucking know you. Mm-hmm. Well, they have three other lectures that day also. Like, no one, like, no, they don't fucking know you. Um... And so it's a lot. It's a lot of self motivation, and mm-hmm. coming from a place of not really having to do much of it, like in high school, and just like having like a house mm-hmm. old, it's a it's a big shock. And I don't think I got. I don't really think I got a hold of it until late uh, spring semester. Mm-hmm. So overall, would you say that like your first year of college was harder than you thought it would be? It was. It was more challenging, but it was also better. That's what I mean. It's like it's like, yes, yes, it was harder, but it was also, it was also more fun and more insightful and more realistic than I would have imagined. So like higher highs and lower lows. Exactly. It, it everything everything was just emboldened. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 depression and anxieties and worries about grades and you know social pressures that I all felt in high school are similar but they've just been emboldened they've Mm -hmm. just been accentuated Mm -hmm. they're more prevalent on the same side of the coin it's like the the joy of meeting new people and building a friend group again Mm -hmm. and like living your own life outside of people and like being able to just go home and just like go watch something under your laptop or go eat something by yourself if you want to you know you're not you're not constantly having to be with around somebody yeah and even in like a relationship like Bailey and I's like we would have times of the day where either one of us was in class or uh, one of us had a fraternity sorority thing to go do and so we had time apart from each other just kind of for ourselves but it works because you need it yeah and I, and I think what got me so bad is like I spent a lot of time with a fraternity and I spent a lot of time with Bailey and I did not spend much time with me. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I never kind of got to just, like, relax and kind of let, like, my hair down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it just kind of, it just kept bottling up. Yeah. And, it, and eventually it just kind of got terrible. So, higher highs and lower lows, definitely. Yeah. Do you feel like you've changed or just kind of developed in the same trajectory. Develop, developed is a really good word because I don't think I've changed. Mm-hmm. 
how, how I act now is just kind of a bit, it's a bit more flamboyant or a bit more cultured or exposed in a way. I College culture. It's all, no, you know what I mean? It's like, getting that phase I'm less, culture. I'm not, I'm not as cold. I think you're less sheltered. I'm not I as think... sheltered. I'm not as cold. I'm not as like, I'm I being, you're I, more receptive to other people. Not as edgy. <laughs> College makes you less edgy. It does. That's true. Yeah. Yo, like, like senior year me was like deep in dead like edge lord territory. Like I was getting really close. Uh huh. Like, almost had a. You're just angry. You're just like, man, everybody's stupid and doesn't know what I'm going through. Yeah. I think think college can be kind of uniting. Like it, it puts you on base level with a lot of people. It's sobering. You're all freaking out at the same time. The first year of college is very sobering as far as like you as a person yeah because you because you i think there's you kind of have to like start taking care of the base it, level needs right. again and i feel like this happens for some people in high school and like this happened to me in college um is like at some point you realize that the problems you've had in your life aren't specific to your life and it's mm-hmm. almost like it's almost like you lose kind of that uniqueness yeah of yourself but at the same time you understand better about like, oh, this is just, like, a thing that happens to people. Mm-hmm. You're able to get over yourself a little right, bit. Right, a little bit. You're, you're, you're able to be a bit more humble. And I think I'm a bit more humble, and I'm a bit more warm, a bit more exuberant than I would be, mm-hmm. I guess, normally, mm-hmm. back in, back before college. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I, yeah, I think I've just developed more of a caricature of myself Yeah. at college. But I don't think I've, like, changed fundamentally. Mm-hmm. And I don't think... I, I think if you go through, like, an identity crisis in your first year of college, you need to, like, really rethink what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as, like, where you... You've had to rethink what you're doing, no? I meant, like, as yeah, far as, like... I meant, I meant like... Wh- yourself that you were very sure about that changed. Yeah, but, like, I meant as far as, like, your environment. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you're at a school where you hate it and you want to transfer... If that's, like, a gut reaction your first year, then, like, do it. Yeah. Because after after your first year, if you wait too long to transfer or change your majors, you're, like, fucked. Yeah. You're, like, really fucked. Mm-hmm. So, you, yeah. Oh, another thing. This is this is an anecdote, but I just want to make sure this yeah. got in. Fucking people going... If anybody listening to this ever is going to the first year of college, your fucking freshman GPA matters so fucking much. Any... Anybody telling you your freshman GPA doesn't matter and you can make it up mm-hmm. or, like, you can rest on it, like... Especially if you're trying to get into law school. It's so important because, like, how your freshman GPA is at the end of your first year is probably pretty close to how it's going to be when you graduate. Right. Because even if you do, like, really bad later in school, or even really good later in school... There's going to be so many fucking semesters behind you that, like, you're not going to... It's not going to make that much of an impact. Right. That semester's GPA's impact on it it decreases every semester. And so your first two semesters are really fucking important because they're 100% up until that point Mm -hmm. of your GPA. Yeah. So I'm going to make sure that got in because that's something I I didn't fucking realize until I finished my first year. And god damn it, I wish I would fucking known that. So what are you going to do? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to poli sci. I'm gonna take 
more. And I'm sure those will go better for you. Yeah, I think I'm going to be a lot better off just mentally mm-hmm. and like motivationally. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just going to, I'm going to want to go to class because it's going to be things I actually like have an interest in and like mm-hmm. want to learn about. And it's not going to be fucking monotonous bullshit business type shit. Where mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm like putting my head on the table and I'm like waking up when class is over. Mm-hmm. Like dead ass that happened a lot. So you mentioned that you like didn't, like you really wanted to go to Austin. Yeah. For college. Uh, are you happy that you're where you are? I, I think there's always a part of me that's like going to want to be there. Because, mm-hmm. like, I know I want to try to go to law school in Austin. Or at least yeah. want to apply. They also have a really good program. Oh, well, yeah, no. Their law school is really, really good. Um, it's hard to get into. And that's kind of why I want to go. Yeah. Um, but, no, I think... I think Fayetteville... I, like, I'd probably, like, a lot of other college towns are... Is good in its own way. But you have to know about it. You gotta... You gotta, you gotta be there for long enough to kind of know the, the trade secrets... Right. Where to go, where not to go, what's cool, what's not. And I'm sure having, like, upperclassmen people oh, yeah, in who've your been there help you. Yeah, that. yeah, exactly. And um, that's kind of one of the the drawbacks, I think, of coming home during the summer. Is that everybody kind of becomes their own person outside of the friend group. Outside you know I mean? of your old high school friend right, group. Right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, like, it's like the people, the people you know and the relationships you have with them during, like, your last year of high school is completely different than how it is when you come back after your first year of college. Mm -hmm. Because you've existed now probably a year outside of the friend group you've always been in. Yeah. And so then you kind of come back, but you're not... You're friends with other people, and you have other experiences with other people. Mm -hmm. But nobody else really knows about it. Right, so you have to, like, kind of regress back into, like, an older version of yourself. Yeah, and and it's like... And and if you do bring it up, you gotta, like, I don't know... Well, like, another question. Even though, like, your first year was hard and, like, didn't go perfectly, like, do you feel like everything went like it was supposed to? Or are there things you would do differently if you could, like, have a do-over? Well, okay, I would have I would have tried to pledge the fraternity I did join in the fall instead mm-hmm. of the spring. That would have been good. Um, other than that, no, I think... I wish I had gone to class a little bit more maybe in the spring. I probably would have helped my grades a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, you know, those are all incidentals. Just that's how I, you know, I can't, I can't really fucking do anything about it. So I don't think about it a lot. Yeah, and things are gonna. I guess. I guess. Anyway. I guess it like in like in an in an advice way, it's like don't ever fucking schedule an eight thirty. Mm-hmm. You won't be able to do it. You can tell yourself you're gonna be able to do it. You're like, I got it for high school. I got an A in my 8.30. Oh, you didn't take attendance, so. I almost um, killed myself because of my 8.30, Bailey. I'm going to rub that in. Stop. I'm going to kick a man while he's down. Whatever. Let's put the noose on. I'm ready. Stop. No. No, fuck 8.30s. Yeah. Literally fuck 8.30s. They're the worst thing. I've, I've missed it so fucking much. Mm-hmm. And I felt bad. And I did it. It really, oh man, it really beat yourself. It, it really be like that sometimes where you sabotage yourself. Yeah. Because, like, little old me, I'm not even aware of, like, the mental shitstorm about to come in, like, December of 17. I'm signing up for sp- spring classes. I'm like, I can do an 830. That's fine. That sounds easy. Yeah. Uh, ah, it's the worst thing ever. Don't do it. 
So I would have definitely not done that. Because mm-hmm. there were days, I think, in the fall semester, I didn't go to class at like 11. That's that, glorious. That was nice. But I got, I got out late. I got out at like 4. Yeah. Don't come home for the summer more than once. Really? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not coming back. Oh, I'm not either, but I agree. That's what I mean. It's like, okay. It's like fun because it's comforting and then you're back and you're like, oh yeah, I'm like, I got grown this. Yeah. Yeah. You come back into like your old room and you're like, "Mm -hmm." you have all these like memories attached and you're like, I'm not that person anymore. Also like, I think you're, you're probably, I definitely glorify the idea of coming home. Really? Were you, like, homesick often? Well, okay, not even homesick, just, like, well, this was during the fall semester when I wasn't in fraternity, so I was, like, social sick, Mm. and so for, like, a lot of the fall semester, I would just think about, like, our friend group in high school and, like, how simple things used to be, and, oh, my God, you know, like, you know, I I miss everyone, that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I came home for summer, and I was like, oh, everyone's, like, their own, like, different fucking person now, like, Everyone's kind of past this. Yeah. So, like, coming home doesn't mean everything's going to be the same. Right. Like, yeah, time's still past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I don't know, like, my, my parents are empty nesters, and I, I, I see it impact their relationship, mm. and it's, like, weird to see, like, my parents' marriage kind of fall apart. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, fuck coming home past freshman year. Yeah. I'll come home for, like, three weeks, I think, mm-hmm. during the summer, and I'll come home for Christmas and all that shit, of course. Right. And those, I think, okay, Christmas time... Winter break of freshman year was a magical fucking time. That was a good time. Why? Like the weeks lead okay, like the week leading up to finals. Not a lot of good dates. The week the week leading up to finals and then after finals winter like winter break was all very good. I think that's also I love the winter and I love like Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um and we were all home. And none of us were too far away from each other at that point. We were still kind of close. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just made coming home kind of feel like what coming home should be like. And then I came home for the summer, and I was like, oh, that was a fluke. Yeah. I was like, I was like oh, fuck that. I, it's interesting <laughs> that, like, you feel that also. Because I've, like, felt it. I'm like, I'm probably just, like, overthinking. No, it and happens. I'm... It's definitely, like... And, like, I know it. I know I'm different. Like, yeah. Like, I'm, I wasn't a fucking... I wasn't... In a frat senior year. Right. I wasn't this rambunctious verbally. Yeah. Senior year. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining <laughs> me, Brooks. Yeah, it's been it's been a pleasure's been all mine, honestly. This is great. Glad glad we did this. Yeah. Follow me on Twitter at Ghost in the Swell. It's also my PT on there. Uh good. some good shit there. Um Nucleus by Witchcraft is my favorite satanic rock song. Cool. That shit's good. Uh, Tune in next time for another episode of Training Wheels. Hey, fuck Bezos.